Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from uh, Whitehall Learning. I am, as always, Morten Røvig and I'm here with a smiling Lars Rotskill Hendriksen who almost had me heard me say uh, GTD Nordic, which is uh, what we used to be called back in the olden days. We are now Whitehall Learning. So, Privet uh, Lars. Privet, Morten and also uh, Aloha. Uh, there was a oh, Hawaiian yeah. listener that uh, commented on uh, on YouTube. So, aloha to you. Aloha. Mr. aloha. <laughs> Thank you for listening in, to... in on Hawaii. Yes, exactly, exactly. And good to see you as always, and good to be here with our listeners. We always start off with a quick reminder with the purpose of this podcast, which is to help you learn GCD or become even better GCDers. So we hope that today's episode supports you in that. If you're new to GCD, we always recommend you go back and listen to the first episodes, episodes one through six, go through the five steps. And today's episode is number 78 of the podcast. And today's episode is a listener questions episode. Yes, it is. And uh, we have handpicked uh, carefully three listener questions today that we are going to to try and answer at the best of our ability. So should we just dive in, Lars? What's the first uh, listener question? Let's from do whom? that. So yes, so this one, first one is from, um, um, let me double check that I copied this in correctly. Yes, so this one was from Akim in Münster in Germany. And he says, um, hi, Lars and Morten, I have been enjoying your podcast a lot, and I think it really helped me get a better understanding of the GCD approach. Great to hear that, Akim. Mm -hmm. One point that I find confusing, however, is the apparent lack of prioritization and evaluation of tasks and projects. Sure, levels of horizons and so on before the complex system you described in the last episode. I suspect that was on the uh, transition episode from uh, talking about going from GTD Nordic to, uh, to vital learning. I think you said something like, uh, and I quote here, no milestones, only repetition of desired outcome and next action. But then, is there ever a point where you evaluate explicitly whether the whole project is worth starting slash continuing and how it compares to alternative projects you could spend your time on? Similarly, I get the impression that you should just write down the next action, even when getting an overview would require understanding the whole way to the goal. Greetings from Münster in Germany, Akim. Oh, great question, Akim. Uh, the short answer, yes, we prioritize and yes, we evaluate all the time. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> next question, no. <laughs> but no, but uh, just I want to... Um, want to uh, you know grab to, uh, grab hold of this prioritization part of getting things done is that yes you prioritize all the time mm. um, you are when you have when you decide what to do today it's uh, we try to do that on the best possible and you know and you know best possible value based uh, prioritization um, based on what's important right now Mm. So, so you prioritize by putting things on the calendar, by saying this is the most important things I can do today, and we also use the calendar for for uh, you know task um, doing tasks, doing next actions, especially specifically if they take a little time, 
Um, and that's the way to prioritize your calendar. And then, but when you go and look at your next actions, then you, you, you pick what you find is the most valuable for you in the context you have the time and energy available. Um, so, so we do, we do prioritize <laughs> and, um, Anything, anything to add on this, Lars, and um, on the yeah, prioritization day to day? I think, um, you know, going back to, to just the clarify step, um, that, that question of is it actionable? Well, that is, um, in a sense, a priority question, right? Because that even exactly. starts you off with what are you going to put on those lists? And that decision, mm. I always try to emphasize this when I introduce people to GTD. And I, it's something that you don't see when you start off with GTD, because when you start off with GTD, basically all the things that, that show up on your attention, well, that's all actionable. So that, that you know, mm. yes, that's actionable. Yes, that's actionable. And then as you start to progress and you have a better overview and now you have your list of 25 project projects something new comes up then that you know is it actionable question just takes on a different character because now you actually have a list of things you've committed to and then making the decision to commit to one more thing or actually saying no that's that's maybe part of the the first uh, prioritization that you can can come across there and then i think i think maybe also the question comes from a a project which is complex so there are, you know, with the broad sense that we define projects in GCD, um, there will be some some pretty mundane projects. I have to sign the new lease on the on the the company car, for example. Pretty straightforward, a number of steps, mostly handled by by the leasing company, uh, but nevertheless a project in my uh, my system, and that'll just require a project and the next action. That that's all there is. Um, but in some more complex uh, projects, there will be some need, for example, for support material to help you get that overview and help you make a trusted choice as to what to prioritize in any given time. Um, mm. And as I maybe have mentioned since, uh, I have started using, for example, OmniPlan to be able to make that Gantt chart and get that better overview that I felt that I mm. needed. So perhaps uh, this, this could also, the question could be coming from a project that that, that requires more in-depth review and perhaps with Gantt chart, perhaps with a document outline, perhaps with natural planning model, whatever it might mm. be. I think that that could also be where the question comes from. Yes, it, it could be. And then, the the, the um, what what is different between getting things done and a lot of other, I wouldn't call them methodologies, but ideas out there like time management. Like I know I I come back to my pet peeve there. There you can't manage time. It's a constant. Get real. The only thing that you actually can. Um, um, you know, manages your your focus. What am I focusing on right now? And um, and and you know the old time management system where prior A B C prioritization is is flawed just because when you have a, a, a manageable numbers of projects, then it's probably possible to do that. Mm. Um, but then you have to, if something becomes, I talked about this before in the podcast, that if you have an, a, you know, an ABC, you have an A project that's the most important, what happens if that suddenly have to go down to, you know, you find something even more important that you have to prioritize, then what happens to the A's and what happens to the B's and what happens to the C's, you know, should you make an AA or should you move all the B's down to C and the C becomes what? D? And then suddenly you are you spending a lot of time managing a system um, um, based on you know a very fluent 
um, you know, the, our our world changes all the time, and the best fluent way of uh, deciding what's important right now is to have a full overview of absolutely everything you committed to do something about all you might want to do something about and even those things you parked for i want to get to this but not right now when you have that it's so much easier to make that prioritization in the moment where you see that Mm. okay i have half an hour i'm in this context i have this um uh, time available and my energy level is at this height what suits me the best to work on right now and that makes it very fluent it's like um it's like water trying to find the 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 fastest route to Mm. you know to the sea how can we finish this the fastest yeah exactly and and uh he he um he i noted down evaluating is that you know you you do evaluation when you look at your calendar what am I working with today and tomorrow? Um, what's on my lists, on my next actions lists? So you evaluate where you are uh, often uh, and you do it really thoroughly once a week when you do the, the weekly review where you look at absolutely everything that's in your world on your lists and on your calendar and trying to find out, you know, am I doing the right things now? Am I moving in the right direction now? So, yeah. Anything to add exactly. to, to this? Yeah, I think the, also to address maybe the second part. Similarly, I get the impression that you should just write down the next action even when getting an overview would require understanding the whole way to the goal. That's also part of the reason why I assume that this was maybe a more complex project. Um, mm. And, you know, yes, we would still define the next action because that's how you get things done. But then, mm. of course, if you don't have the overview and that is what you need then that is the mm. next action right um mm. i had this 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 morning actually i worked with a, a coaching client virtual coaching uh, we were talking about um a big we were doing a natural planning model on an employer branding strategy and mm. we walked through some of the things a lot of cool things came up um and, and i started to dive into some of the, the topics that came up and uh, and she said oh i, I don't know that well, yeah, great. That's you know, good good realization to come to. So how would you mm-hmm. find out? Who do you need to talk yeah. to? Where do you need to Google? Who do you need to call? What what's then the next action, mm-hmm. right? So it, that 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 is also still something to keep in mind. I still come across that sometimes that people will hesitate maybe to define the next action because they don't know what it is. Well then figure mm-hmm. out what it is. That then that is the next action. How would you find mm-hmm. out, right? Exactly. <laughs> I, I come back to my the the the, the very uh, funny uh, linguistic uh, episode where we talked about the the depth uh, the the tire thread depth gouge gauge <laughs> gauge 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 not gauge yes. okay gauge okay yes okay Renee so, from Norway helped us out on on that one just like engaged yeah. so yeah. thanks Renee okay gauge okay so so the, the 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 idea with that or this example was that this you don't know exactly what to do and you don't know you haven't found the, your you haven't even you've found maybe your desired outcome but all the steps in between are are muddled for you so mm. to taking the time to to look through this um and and when you have like we 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 have and we always have had in our world more or less 
both you and my, me and I'm sure all other GGGers in the world uh, projects where you, you didn't exactly know what you wanted to be true at, at the end. You didn't have a decide outcome first. It's, it was muddled. It was unclear. Um, you didn't even know if you were going to do something about this. But <clears throat> to clarify if you're going to do something about something like clarify if we need another office. You know, this is... Uh, uh, just just to take the time to to note that down and find the next action then that might be enough to get you moving in the right direction so you don't need uh, the end you don't even need the end result you just need actually understanding which direction am i moving now and what's my next actions for moving in that direction so exactly exactly so thanks, Akim. I hope I mentioned your name right, Akim Foss. I guess you would would pronounce it. <laughs> mm. And uh, it may be that his name actually uh, mixed a bit with the second one, which is uh, probably what happened with uh, with my notes. The second one was from Ivan Weiss. He says, mm. "Hi again. I know, and and we've touched on this one uh, earlier. Hi again. I know I had emailed prior, but wanted to ask another question. Um, I do mm -hmm. enjoy the podcast. I always enjoy the listener question answers episode. We do too. So please keep them coming." Um, he says, I find that when using GCD and OmniFocus, which has been my go-to tool, I've been, I have the ability to procrastinate quite a lot. With GCD, uh, since we are trained to avoid due dates, it's a self-discipline to make sure I'm moving things forward and I need to take the mental time to figure out what that is. I've been exploring time blocking and AI assistance with time blocking. SkedPal is the tool that I'm using right now, as it does the mental lift on balancing my work schedule and priorities and bringing my next actions to me as I can do them. I'm finding uh, quite a bit more productive and really enjoying the experience. I was curious to hear your thoughts on such tools and if you have had any experience with them. Things I would let slide by are now getting worked on and I'm spending no time deciding what to do in lieu of just getting them done. Thanks. Yes. I've since then, I promised I would have a look at SkedPal, which mm -hmm. I have. <clears throat> and I just want to, I will talk about that in particular uh, um, a little later, but I want to start with um, the, the, the fact uh, that, uh, you know, the, the using of a calendar, it's, it's um, in the GTD system. It's a, a tool for make sure that you are doing the most important things. So you can um, block time for yourself so that you can work on the most important things and make progress on projects that might have, you know, um, stalled for a while or, you know, became stale so that you need to move them forward faster then you, you block some time in the calendar to do that. Mm. And, uh, um, and I have looked at different solutions and I know that there are things coming down the pipeline that I am sorry, but I can't talk about, but that are um, to do with um, an NDA that I uh, some time ago um, signed with Microsoft, that there are some interesting things coming, this I can tell. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that I, I want to address is that you cannot or you should not take out the, the thinking process in decision-making. There is no AI on earth who can take into consideration all the moving parts that makes up your life and your energy level and where you are to make sure that you have a good plan for the next week. That is not possible. 
Mm. Or it, it could be possible, but then you are a slave of a machine and uh, you might not feel that you have the freedom to decide because that's the, the beauty of getting things done. You can decide what f- you think is the most important thing to do right now. And my so, thinking has always been on, on that topic that if we get to that stage where the machines can actually define that, then the machines can probably also do the work. So yeah. <laughs> so you might not be yeah, needed it, in that scenario after all. <laughs> exactly. So so I hope we will never get there. Um, so, but but to the AI to make decision for you, I'm 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 not comf- comfortable with thinking about, and um, and I just want to um, on a general basis say that if you do a really thorough weekly review on a regular basis every week, preferably, and the, you will make better decisions on what you should work on, you know, the the weekend, uh, and just be be aware that you could you could um, by doing this put things on your calendar yourself that's possible you can uh, you know go, go see into your calendar and, and block out time to work with the most important things um, yourself that said i had a look into skedpal and i want to to divide this in 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 two parts um, one part is going to happen you know talk about uh, the skedpal because i did a, a trial um, with them mm-hmm. to see what this is and uh, I want to talk about the, the you know the functionality, and I want to talk about the the company, and um, because those things are linked together. Um, mm-hmm. Talking about the the, the, the functionality, uh, um, what you do is that you to have this work uh, the best, you should um, consider connecting this to your your company calendar. And your maybe even your your personal calendar. I don't know. Um, and as far as I could see, you can only do this with one type of calendar. You can't have two calendars at the same time. So you can't have, for instance, um, Google um, or G Suite calendar for your company, and then a Gmail calendar or an iCloud cal calendar on the same in the, in the same um, at the same time. Which makes it a little limited because you know I prefer not I I like to see be able to to see what I'm scheduled doing this weekend on my my work calendar as well because that shows me the the whole load of my life in one place. Um, but that said, if you can live with the the the, the one calendar um, thing, um, then we come to the next part, which is um, uh, you can use this as a gtd system actually i like the task part of this really well i i i it's um it's it's very bare bone minic um uh, clean uh, and and very easy to use and understand where you can start with you know your swears private you know personal and work and you can then divide it uh, you know by increments down there or you know indents um so and you can v- very easily focus on a project or or on, or on a, an area of focus so you can actually build a full fully fledged gtd system in this and then when it comes to to because the the magic there if there is a magic here then it is that you can actually tell um when you want to work on this and the, uh what it does you can tell i like um tasks in this category to go in the mornings if i have some uh, 
some um, um, you know high yield tasks where I need to really be focused it would be between 9 and 11 and then I could uh, tell the system is that I want to focus on this project now put my next actions on my on my calendar and it would do it for you and it could reschedule easily and it's easy to move around uh, things um, so it, my first impressions with this, this is that it has a lot of potential um, if you are going to try out SkedPal there are two, thing, two things you need to, to know is that you should be careful on both the two notions maybe as one notion is that this um, uh, time blocking on your calendar can take overhand you know you can you can go overboard by uh, doing this a little too much so you block too long time into your into the future on your calendar to work on projects so and maybe um my personal preference is and what I suggest for people to do. Don't schedule things um, too far into the future. Maybe tomorrow or and the day after is maximum what you should prioritize. Mm. Put things on your calendar. And um, I suggest that you put things on your calendar that takes more than maybe 30 minutes to do if... Um, on on the on the day itself and and shorter spans than that like me 10 15 20 minutes could go on your all day events so so you can be just be reminded i have half an hour now i have need to what do i need to do then you're already prioritize what you want to do when you have the time and the second thing i would like to mention when it comes to the, this time blocking technique is that make sure you have air between the gaps between your your task because you are um, a lot of people that I coach and I train have three things in their personalities is that they are yes people, they are easily saying yes, they are uh, time optimists, so they think things take shorter time than, than it normally will, and they have uh, what I call, um, you know, they have a conscience uh, that is a little bit too well developed. So, um, <laughs> and with that, I mean that they are, they are easily uh, feel bad about their own person if they don't deliver so be careful mm -hmm. about uh, overloading um, yourself remember you should breathe you should remember that life is good and you should not just work you should enjoy life in between as well um, and that said my last part that's going to is going to be the be beware part is that I looked at the company behind this and it is in the United Arab Emirates, the company, and they are then under this law. So that is that is a little tickly because it's not in a, um, a district that um, we know very well. If you are from this region, hurrah, then you know this. This because uh, if you have a uh, conflict with them, it will be settled by the UA, um, UAE law. Um, and uh, I couldn't find anything on the website regarding to who the owners are. I couldn't find, I find the, the reference to a, a company that, that owns this, um, uh, this, uh, this uh, SkedPal service, <clears throat> but I couldn't find anything else about this company at all, uh, the mm. people behind. So it's a little 
remember that you are handing if you are going to to work work this well you will hand them your your the keys to your kingdom that is your your calendar um and and maybe even the the login information um, um not login information but you, because you use aoth i think for for the login <clears throat> but it's still they can delete your calendar uh, so be careful who you give those keys to and um and you know everything is a is a risk. Being alive yeah. is a risk. You can risk dying, and and you can be online and you can be hacked. Yes, that's a result of being online. Um, so, but just be careful um, with what you you sign up to. I'm I would be doing my due diligence a little thorough than I could if I could um, to find out who's behind this company. Um, that is people. And what's the business model? Is it uh, you pay per month or how does it yeah, work? Yeah, it's it's a pay per per month or mm. per year. Just um, you know, okay. two two tiers. And 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 I just want to say this. I I don't want to be um, overly skeptical or overly critical here. Is that I liked the idea. I liked the possibility to just tell i want to do this on thursday and 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 it found the best time to do this on on thursday with the gaps that i wanted so it has the functionality uh, that you might want to look for but remember it can't think for you and you have to be you know mindful of who owns this service mm. at the end yeah. of the day and it might might be that you can't use this because your your employer don't accept that you use a third party um service like this so yeah certainly something to look into as well mm. Absolutely. Yep. Mm. so that's my two cents worth of on skatepal mm. so. yeah no but that was really interesting to, to hear and and, uh, and great that you you went and had a look um one thing that i would be concerned with and and that's perhaps a setup that you can make just from a gcd perspective is is you know the continuous challenge for most people to have room for the unplanned work so mm -hmm. just keep that in mind as well when setting something mm -hmm. like this up that you can actually go in there and block time and that goes for mm -hmm. you know the google scheduler and the microsoft scheduler as well that have the assumption mm -hmm. now to go in and, yeah. and block room for yourself um, certainly keep room for that as well in your in your calendar mm -hmm. if you're using a schedule like this yeah and we both we both use um you know schedulers where you can book our time if you want to talk to us you set up a meeting with us but as we both know that is possible in that um, you know what we use for scheduling software is that you can set up what how much gap do i want to have in the front end and the back end of a meeting mm -hmm. and that is the key of um, you know make sure that you have time for this so i have a lot of uh, events on my calendar just called placeholder because I want to make sure nobody else uh, steal that time because I know that mm. maybe I need to answer emails or I have some work that I need to get done on that day or I need to have the freedom to, to use that day as it shows up. So placeholder is, yeah. uh, is you will find yeah. that in my calendar. So Yeah, mm. I have my, my planned work dash can be moved so people can, uh, you know, internally uh, see if they can can if, if there are no they, other spots they, then maybe i can they, get find they, a workaround they can try and wiggle themselves into that time yes <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah all right the uh, last email was from Franz. i'll pronounce it in in danish he says uh, and, and i'll try to translate this on the fly he says hi morten and Lars. thanks for a, 
uh, a great series of podcasts. Um, I have succeeded in establishing a GTD system, um, really? basically based on the uh, podcast episode. So he uh, has given us five stars in Spotify. Thanks so much for, for that, Fant. Also, his uh, girlfriend is Norwegian. He is Danish, so it's even more relatable for him with all the personal experiences <laughs> that we then share across the, <laughs> the two countries. So hmm. he asked us to keep doing that, and I think we will just naturally do that. Um, his email was relating, uh, he was asking for an episode regarding emails. Um, and he apologizes if we already made one about this. He's trying to Google it, but didn't really find something of value. Um, two questions in his email. Um, first one would be, um, how do you set up an email account the GTD way? So you get to inbox zero. He clarifies that he's struggling to get to the bottom of his work emails and really get to that uh, zero email. Um, basically everything relevant has been responded to or archived and all the irrelevant stuff has been deleted, but he has a pile of emails that he doesn't really know where to place and he keeps moving them back and forth between folders. So maybe I'll pause the question there and we can, uh, can, can tackle that one first. How do you do that, Morten? <laughs> that is a very big question. No, no. Just to 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 to, um, to, to address that that in you know what we call bring your ins to to zero, um, and that is a process that you need to get good at. And there, you know, he's he's uh, he's not alone in the the you know the um, the moving of emails. I see that a lot, and I also um, you know that when you have an email. You know, you have what I call email residue, some mm. some 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 sediments that's you know that you can't get rid of. You know, the three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven emails that you 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 can't seem to rid yourself of, of in the inbox. And just to address that first, I think that the the reason that they are there for most people is that either you have not been able to. Uh, clarify what it means to you and what what you need to get you know what you need to do with it or it's part of something you wait for further confirmation by others mm. and, and 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 yeah and you know that that people uh, tell me oh well i'm fine with having you know 10 emails in my inbox that i can't get uh, you know i can't seem to get rid of and but when you do get to zero that is always a big relief for everybody because mm. then it feels like, ah, oh, I have full overview, I have full control. So clarifying everything, and I mean everything, and the problem here is that you are not, you're scared of organizing because you haven't clarified. That's good because if you um, uh, uh, organize without clarifying, you are just dragging unclear stuff into your list. So mm. good on you that you're not doing that. Yeah. But um, But if you are having... Um, you know that's not the that's not your problem. Your your, um, but the second part is your problem. Then um, maybe you should have pulled that into you know um, and you just create a waiting for instead, and just mm. drag it to your you know sent items or or just archive it. Um, so what's your take on this, Lars? Mm. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Um, Focusing on the clarify step must be where we would start with this to figure out, so what do they actually mean? Why are they being moved around? Mm. So one item could be the, the clarification thing that the decision hasn't been made and you're waiting for information, for example, that, that could be a good example. I think the other component could be that 
we're dealing with uh, things that don't have a place to go to. Mm-hmm. So he'll be moving them back and forth because he doesn't really know where they go. So when when he's clarified something, he doesn't know where to put it. So that could mm. could reflect perhaps somewhere in his system that he's missing uh, a place for these things. Um, and then the action might be to then set that up. And it could mm. be, you know, new folders that need to be set up when it comes to archiving things. It could be a waiting for folder. Mm. If you are, um, you know, waiting for someone else, it could be the the action folder. That would be the, the simpler, easier approach to, to mm. keep actionable emails in a separate folder like this. That would be a, a common GCD approach to, to respond to that one. Um, what I often find with emails like this is often that it is it it will be support material it will yep. be support material in and and that was my thought as that, well that yes. really depends on on what kind of systems you're using are you using gmail with to do is like me are you using outlook and you're working in to do are you using you know x y and c uh, apple mail and uh, omnifocus whatever it might be for for you um so that could also be an example of this that he does not really really have the right place to to place these um, and, and mm. part of the reason why I also mentioned that is in relation to his uh, second question, which uh, which does lead me to to, to, to think that, which is, um, do you have any tricks in formatting or attaching emails to projects or next actions, for example, on a to-do list? Mm. I seem to, it seems to be the case for me that it often becomes a double entry to either redefine the topics and content so they fit on the list to then work from um, and, and perhaps uh, difficult to find that email back again, or mm. that it will be these um, less pretty, <laughs> let's say, items on a list that needs to be reread again and again, copy-pasted back into the system, which I think is what you referred to before as, as moving unclear things into the, into the system. Yeah. I'm just I'm just thinking that um, having a folder structure on your um, um, in your email that serves you well, um, and having I wouldn't say the you know corresponding system, but not far from it when it comes to to um, uh, file and folders on your you know in, either in the cloud or on your PC or Mac is is good, but and. Let's say that I have a project called, I'm just going to make something up. We are setting up um, an office in Stavanger. And um, so, so the, the project will be office, new office in Stavanger established, well-functioning, something like this and a smiley because that, that's how I roll. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> sometimes, uh, not always. But, and, and then my, my um, a short version of that will be, for instance, if I know that this is going to generate a, a huge amount of files and or emails, I would then have the same you know, new office in, in Stavanger established um, in uh, both um, as an email folder uh, as an action support or project support folder where I can drag and drop emails and the same in in um, in um, you know my google drive for for files that are not you know sometimes you re- you see files that are not part of an email then you have to have a way to store that as well so it's going to be I need to have that somewhere mm-hmm. um and and you can also use like OneNote or DevonThink or you know um, Evernote or some some of that you know the same you can then store files and and emails and 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 stuff in there so you can find them again that's also a possibility. Mm-hmm. So so 
<clears throat> just for having a way to, you know, I understand that this email is important to this project or this next section, where, did, where does that go? And you can have then a folder called the same name as the project and then you decide of outcome of the project and then you can then, then just either link to that or just refer refer yourself to that in the project description so please you know see corresponding folder one thing that i would like to say about <clears throat> just make sure that people understand that project you know folders are supposed to be um or you know the, the action support and project support folders are not supposed to be there for forever they're supposed to be there until the project is finished and you need to have an archive for your projects as well so you mm. can archive that project or else it will be just clutter because i mean I, I sometimes see people fairly often actually that i have like hundreds of or if not hundreds then tens of um, folders that are you know old um, and smelly and um, <laughs> they're not not functional so and then and and, ju and just this visual clutter in their email folder so create an archive and just drag that folder there so when it when the project is finished hmm. anything to add to that thinking yeah and no, i was just reflecting on where you know generally my support material where that where that shows up and it you know it can be in the physical world it has you know i have my inbox and below that i have the um support material folder that i i still use for, for some things that i have printed and need to review for example on on paper uh, there'll be mm -hmm. some some files and then most of it will be in in, uh, in digital form typically in in todoist or in, in OneNote, mm -hmm. and it really comes back to where you you know where you live and what you've set up. I was, you know, we had a talk in one of the level three seminars. One of the participants mentioned that when they, for example, had they had automation set up. So when they created a project, there was automatically a support material uh, section set up in in uh, in OneNote, for example. Mm -hmm. um, so it really comes back to the tools that you're using and how you would then then connect the two. Um, and you can drag and it how nerdy you want to be yes <laughs> absolutely absolutely so i think in in you know in this case it, it really is so so tool tool specific um for me it, it typically goes into uh, into todoist when it comes to um, to emails i for more complex projects um i will have some support material over in in OneNote. But for most of my support material needs, including when emails show up, um, they go over in Todoist. I have um, when Chrome works for me, for some reason it doesn't work right now, but when it works for me, I have the, 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 the Todoist plugin to automatically then um, take an email URL from Gmail and bring that with it over to, to Todoist. So I have a link back to that uh, that email. Um, that works really well for me, nice and easy for me to, the, with the way that I work with projects in Todoist, it's for me to then integrate that into the specific uh, specific project same goes for invoices that need to be sent I need the you know information from the email to be able to send that invoice so it's mm -hmm. nice to have that back and have that ready at hand when you when you then need it um, mm -hmm. so that 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 works well for for next action sending that invoice it works well for projects um, integrating that into the project so I have that that list there either typically using the uh, the plugin or alternative sometimes when Chrome doesn't work for me um, I have uh, you know there is the the integration in Gmail actually to have uh, to do is not as nice as the plugin in Chrome but but does work or you can just email projects or email uh, send emails to a specific project in in Todoist so mm. that'll be my alternative to to doing that 
but it is <clears throat> it is a good point to make sure that you have an easy way to integrate these because otherwise like he says there will be that copy paste work um, mm. or there will be some kind of other structure that you then need to maintain. For me, I, I typically find that, for example, when people are in Outlook, nice and easy to, to drag that email with the right mouse button or set up quick steps to, to easily integrate any email <coughs> over into the uh, to-do side of things. Hmm. Yes. And, um, and just to be, you know, be aware of where you put your stuff. Make a structure that works. And, and if you don't... Um, know exactly where things goes when you can you can download and you know buy and download uh, um, a setup guide for that tool that will give you the the different categories you need um, uh, we, you know Dave Allen company has devised a lot of different ones for the most used tools and some of the more more um, prefer ones but they still have you have setup guides for almost any major software that's been created ever so um and um yeah i and getting things done.com uh, they have these setup guides you can download them i think it's called store.gettingthingsdone.com i'm not sure but don't kill me but go gettingthingsdone.com you will find the store um, um menu item and go there and you can download pdfs it's a 10 dollar or something like that for and that's mm-hmm. no it's a big cup of coffee maybe for 10 dollars i don't know <laughs> or a couple in some countries perhaps a very big cup maybe a yeah yeah I'm bucket sure. <laughs> a bucket of coffee <laughs> yes um yeah but it is it is well worth setting up your tool correctly and making sure that Absolutely. you have the, the correct buckets to put your things <laughs> after the fact so so um i don't have anything else to add where we at the end of our we were, yeah, just, you know, big thanks to, to Akim, to, to Ivan, to, to France mm. for, for the questions. Um, um, you mentioned that you like these listener questions episodes. We really like doing them, mm. um, so be sure to keep them coming. Hopefully these uh, answers mm. were, were helpful. And, um, yeah, keep, keep them coming. Podcast.gtdnordic.dk is still where you can send uh, send emails to, to reach us, and uh, we'll pick it up in a, in a future episode. Indeed, and um, we are then at the end, and Lars will then take us out. Yes, it would not be a proper episode if I did not do that. No, so I will wrap will up not. with a quick reminder for you to head on over to vitallearning.eu. Um, it's a beautiful new website. Go and have a look. All the cool new things that we are offering soon or uh, right now already with all the, the GTD things. Uh, learn more about the things that are that are coming up. Some really, really cool things that we are genuinely excited to to be be sharing with you. So go over there and have a look. Uh, have a look around vitallearning.eu. Outside the Nordics, head on over to cruciallearning.com. That'll help you find your local partners as well. Then, as always, also a quick reminder, keep that calendar blocked June 17 to 18, 2023. That is when the summer camp will be taking place in Denmark. Morten will be there. I will be there. A lot of great and nice and friendly GTDs will be there. So be sure to still block that. We are meeting uh, next week to start diving into some of the planning and also to align on, I think we'll do some early bird things so people can actually start to sign up Ooh. already also for those of you who have been asking for that. So hopefully we'll be able to provide a link soon to that. Hmm. Lastly, as always, we really hope that you find these episodes valuable. Um, 
as we say, if GCD has made a difference in your life, then please consider helping us spread the message to more people by giving the podcast a rating on pod Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, wherever you listen. Uh, it really helps the discoverability. So thanks already to those of you who have already done so. Yes, indeed. We do appreciate it when you give us a rating. Um, it helps us uh, spread the word. And we are doing this for free, and we hope that you give you some values. If you want to pay us back, give us a rating. Preferably a good one. <laughs> so so uh, thank you for listening to us. Uh, another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast is finished, and I will sign off by saying stay safe and stay productive. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. -bye. Bye,